my objective the end by the end of the year is about 5k MR, and that's roughly my ramen profitability if i'm in london right so if i was in like thailand it'd be lower but it's quite high here you are listening to conversations with nathan latka now if you're hearing this it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed to subscribe go to getlatka.com when you subscribe you won't hear ads like this one You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Charlie Ward. He's originally uh, worked in ad agencies, but four years ago pivoted to deck to tech, becoming a product manager, the new X researcher. On the side, he started a popular London indie hackers meetup called Indie Beers. It's now part of Indie London. And from that evolved Weekend Club, the weekend co-working club for bootstrappers. Charlie, you ready to take us to the top? Yep, absolutely. All right, let's not bury the lead. You're also building in public via your Twitter uh, account. What are you guys at now in terms of MRR? So we just hit uh, $2,148 in MRR about a few days ago. And now let's build backwards. What the heck are people paying you for? What are you building? Yeah, so Weekend Club's the weekend co-working club for bootstrappers. Um, So every Saturday we run one-day sprints, and it's for founders who have a day job, but they want to get their side hustle done on a Saturday. So it's like a stand-up in the morning, um, office hours halfway through the day to get some feedback, and then a retrospective at the end of the day. So if you're a founder and you're already building on Saturdays, it gives you um, the the structure, the accountability, and the kind of feedback um, to basically ship your project faster and eventually be able to quit your day job. But this is only on, what, every Saturday? Yeah, so it's run over Slack and Zoom. Um, so it's every Saturday. It's in two time zones. So we have it on GMT for European um, and those in Africa, um, and also in America's time. So uh, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, Central Time. So we've got people from all over the world now. This is so cool. When did you sign up your first paying customer, do you remember? Yeah, it was uh, October 2019. So it's always been on the side of having a, a full-time job. Um, I recently went uh, part-time. Um, but yeah, it's been about one and a half years, and we've kind of picked up the pace in the last six months. And how many, how many, I guess, customers are now paying for the, this weekend club? Yeah, we now have 60 paying customers. Six zero. That's incredible. And so how do you I imagine most of these guys, it's not just a club. I mean, it probably feels a lot like family, right? And you guys are like, you probably celebrate when you say, I finally was able to move to a part-time, full-time job, and now I'm almost all-time on my side gig, right? I mean, these are what people celebrate. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where like people come for the events and accountability, but they stay for the community. Like... The format is means you meet people over video a lot, and it's a great way to kind of build connections. So yeah, there's a lot of like 
fun parts of weekend club as well like an active like memes channel that kind of thing but as you said yeah like there's a big, a big part of it is like celebrating wins um you know that, that's a huge part of it as well and it can sometimes it's big things like um you know going full-time on your project but sometimes it's little things like oh i just got a, i got a customer today or something like that and that's mm -hmm. cool as well. and tell me a little bit more about building community right a lot of people they they want to go build a community just because they want to sell hundred dollar a month plans in a slack group right which is the wrong way to build a community how have you done this to be honest um it evolved quite naturally because uh, i was running meetups in london for like a year and a half or so um before i started this um, and so I was quite naturally kind of introducing people to each other, kind of getting to know people. And it was indie hackers, just people I was, you know, personally interested in kind of getting to know. Um, and it just kind of evolved very naturally. Like people said, oh, we'd love to, we love like going for like drinks together, but we'd love to hack on our projects in the same room. And we just got it going. Um, I've kind of about a year, <laughs> no, maybe about three months in, I realized I was in like the community world. I started like meeting people who were community builders. And I started realizing, okay, I need to kind of really think of this. So look, that's just coming down to like knowing, really defining what your community is for, who it's for, and what you're basically getting people together for. And once you have those things down, there's a really good book on this actually, Get Together, which like talks about that basic framework. Um, then that's the kind of foundation. And then it's that there's like tons of like techniques. And but ultimately, the most important thing is make sure um, you're building connections between other people. It's not like a newsletter, like an audience. You need to make sure you're naturally building those connections and it scales beyond just you having to introduce people. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, a lot of people, you look like a country club, right? They're paying $100,000 a year for sort of axes. Did you ever look at this and go, you know, I, I wonder if this would actually deliver more, like you could reinvest more into the group if you made more money from it. Are, are you charging too little currently? Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm charging too little um i think we probably charge on the slightly higher end of like kind of um bootstrapper based communities that i've seen um but the reason we do that is like we can just offer a much better service um for that like as you touch on with like country clubs not saying we're trying to be like that but i just think we can offer people a lot more and also make it a lot more sustainable if we charge a bit more money originally i never planned on um charging for community um you know i i used to think i would never do that but i realized i can just offer a far better service um if we do that and it's not like way more than everyone else it's just like a bit more and it means like i think people know we're going to be around like um like i think quite a long time something i struggle with with our slack community is when we do uh live uh zoom meetings right or think it's really hard to get everyone obviously to commit to like a certain time and that's only for an hour You've got these weekend sessions that start with a 10 a.m. stand-up and end with a 4.30 p.m. retrospective. Do you yeah. get the larger majority of these folks who are paying you actually live for six hours every weekend? No, people don't come every weekend. Like, um, it kind of, it, it, I wouldn't say it's that consistent. Like, you probably get, on average, because you've got to remember, it's also split across two different time zones as well. I'd say, on average, each per member attends um, two a month out of, like, obviously, four or five a month, basically. Um, but it, it depends. People, people sometimes go in cycles. Like sometimes they'll do like three in a row, then you won't see them for like a month. Or some people might just do it consistently every other um, every other week or something like that. Mm -hmm. Do people? Do you see really high sticky rates? Do people churn frequently? Um, no, the churn rate in the last three months is about three percent. Um, it's pretty low per, mo per uh, month or over the full three months. Over the full three months. Okay, got it. So that's what three, six, nine, that's like about 12% annual churn, something like that. 
Um, oh, actually, you know what? I don't think it is that high. Um, <laughs> lower than, that's incredible, though. It, lower than that's yeah. really incredible. I mean, there's a lot of people with these membership plans or these cohort-based courses where the churn and the refund rate is way higher than that. You're, I mean, you're doing something special here. That's what I'm trying to dig here and figure out. It's, mm. you know, honestly, it's probably just it's you. Uh, I, I, I think it's because we've, you know, from the original community in London, we already had like a really strong kind of group of people that like knew each other and like, um, you know, and I think when people join, they can just feel that they can feel that there is like a real community where people are like interested to hear like what you're working on and helping you. Even if we've got some people who are like, you know, much more advanced than others and in, in terms of their journey, and they're very happy to just, uh, you know, take time to help people out. Yep. Now, are these always the founders in your groups or could these be like part-time people working on someone else's idea? Um, it's, it's pretty much always founders. Yeah, like 99%. So did you have, um, I'm close to the comms for guys, did Jacob or, or Matt or one of, Mac or one of them in the group? Uh, Mac is. Mac oh, very, oh, very cool. Very cool. He, he, yeah, he, awesome. they're, 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 they're obviously growing super quick. So that's a nice success story you can point to. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a great tool, uh, comms all. Do you, so do you use them to manage a weekend club? Um, I'm just getting set up right now, but you know, from what I've seen so far, I'm impressed by it. Very cool. So how do you, how do you grow this thing? Right. Or, or is that even an objective, right? Like how do you grow this? Yeah. Well, my objective the end, by the end of the year is about 5k MRR and that's roughly my ramen profitability. If cause I'm in London, right? So if I was in like Thailand, it'd be lower, but <laughs> it's quite high here. Um, but in terms of growing, to be honest, we're, we're picking up our growth efforts. We haven't actually done a lot. A, a lot of it's like either word of mouth or it's from, um, like posting on indie hackers and, you know, I do Twitter threads on, uh, building in public and that's a lot of it. Um, but we haven't done much like original content. We haven't really done ads. So there's actually quite a lot of like, you know, avenues or levers to grow. I think. Yeah. This is super, super compelling. Um, what what sort of advice would you give for companies that are already established that are trying to launch a community, right? That usually they're way too focused on like conversions and they think about it way too much from an economic perspective. What, what advice would you give them to launch something like Weekend Club, but for say their own business? Yeah, well, I mean, there's this, I'm not as familiar with like uh, brand communities, so like businesses launching community. There's a really good book on this called The Business of Belonging by David Spinks, like deep dives on this. Okay. Um, but generally speaking, I think the key is just to kind of be clear on like, um, you know, who your who the audience is, this, why they are building a community, like, you know, have, giving people a reason to be getting together and just making sure it's not like too transactional. Basically, it takes a long time to build an actual community where people feel like a sense of of belonging and just really kind of think long term about it and understand it is an investment, but it can really pay off. It can pay off in terms of like, um, like helping with churn, helping reduce costs and customer feedback um, can be helpful for marketing. Um, and, you know, I think there's an example of Duolingo, like they get their members to create their own events to practice like languages. And they there's like tens of thousands of these events a year. And there's no way they could do this like with employees. The only way you can do it is with community. So they're starting to get like uh, really concrete examples of like community affecting business metrics. So I yeah. think a lot more brands will do that in the future. That's interesting. Now, I think you'd be way more dangerous here if you're able to do this full time. I think you build something amazing. Um, you, it's really sort of a capital question. I mean, if someone came to you and said, hey, listen, here's 10 grand, here's 20 grand, will you quit your full, like your gig and like build Weekend Club full time? And would you, would you look at doing something like that or no? 
Um, I think I'd have to think about it. Um, I mean, we've had an acquisition offer in the past, but um, I don't think we've really spoken to investors yet. But I'd probably consider it, you know, see what the terms are and that kind of thing. You know, I'm enjoying my kind of freelancing at the moment, but like ultimately, you know, I can't, unless I'm full-time on Weekend Club, I'm not going to take it, take it to the next level. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was the context of the acquisition offer? What were they wanting to buy? I mean, it's really you, right? Well, um, you know, I didn't, um, I rejected it. Um, so we didn't go into like the real details, but it was basically, I I think the terms would be, so they would acquire like, you know, obviously Weekend Club and the contracts and the customers, et cetera, but I would continue to run it. So I imagine there would be some kind of, I don't know if there'd be an earnout or whatever it would be, but we didn't get that far, but it would be for me to continue running it basically. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool, man. Let's wrap up here with your famous five. You've already given us two great books to read, Get Together and The Business of Belonging. Any other business books you really like? Um, I mean, oh, it's a pretty obvious one, like The Lean Startup, but everyone's read that at this point, right? Yeah. All right. Number two, is there a founder you're following or um, studying? A founder I'm following or, or studying. Um, I like what Andrew Wilkinson's doing. Um, sorry, I probably shouldn't say that on here, actually. Um, no, I, I do not. I do not mind, actually. You know, Andrew, yeah, yeah. Andrew's never met me. And, and it's, it's fair, right? If you only read about me online and you've never met me in person, you would think I'm this crazy person. But no, no, no. we can get like, anyway, it was just pops into my head. But like, I'm quite interested in like, um, like, kind of micro, private equity kind of stuff. And I've been quite interested in like kind of um, the micro PE side of stuff. So I, I've been looking at that recently. I mean, I haven't acquired anything, but I'm just like still learning. But I think that kind of portfolio approach is interesting. Yeah. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Weekend Club? Oh, my favorite online tool. I mean, I mean, the obvious one's Slack because like everything's happening in Slack. Um, but like there's a tool I use a lot called uh, Whimsical, which is really good for um prototyping stuff um but also for like um doing workflows and things like that um user journeys and so i i, I use that a lot for thinking about like improving flows and stuff number four how many hours of sleep, sleep do you get every night i probably do get a solid eight at night to be fair That's good. and charlie what's your situation married single kids um i have a girlfriend okay not married no kids yeah exactly that's okay that's right. and, and how old are you 32 32. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? What I wish I was doing when I was 20? No, no, no. Something you wish you knew. Hmm. Honestly, just like, don't feel like um, you need to be in this, like this box that you're currently in and your current trajectory, you can completely change your trajectory to something totally different. Um, you know, just, and to follow your interests and to follow your natural curiosity, I would say. And I, I ended never- up doing that, but I probably started doing it a little bit later than I expected. As every Saturday, 60 folks building side projects and SaaS companies get together, they do a full sort of sprint session together, six hours long. It's all because of this guy, Charlie. 60 of these folks, again, paying about 35, 40 bucks a month, about 2,100 bucks in M- or 2,500 bucks in MRR to date. He's looking to scale to five grand a month so he can quit his full-time gig and build Weekend Club full-time. A great community. We'll see what happens. Charlie, thanks for taking us to the top. Awesome. Thanks, Nathan. Great to be on here.